Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Sons Podcast. Or if this is your first time joining us, welcome to Two Sons Podcast, a podcast where two brothers talk about all things film. In this episode, we're going to be doing our second part of our Demon Slayer Season 1 review. Philip, if you would like to get back into it where we left off, let's go. Right. Okay. Whew. Everybody, welcome back. Let <laughs> um, me just take a quick sip of water. That's what I'm doing. I'm almost out of water. All right. So, uh, we just finished the final selection arc in our uh, part one review. So, obviously, if you haven't watched that, check this out first because you'd just be really confused. Um, <laughs> so, so, check out the part one first before you come to the part two. Um, anyway, so obviously after the final selection arc, uh, a few weeks have passed, you know, for, uh, you know, Tanjiro to recover and receive his, uh, Nichiren sword, which, um, to make a long story short, is the only sword that can decapitate and kill demons. Yes. So obviously, you know, he needs to wait until like it's forged. And, uh, I don't remember the, um, the, uh, sword maker's name. But, uh, you know, obviously we see him uh, come to the house and he has quite the uh, personality. Yeah, and, you can uh, say that. You know, Tanjiro is, is gifted a sword. And what's special about these swords is that they change colors depending on, like, you know, the breathing styles and, like, just the user itself. So, you know, uh, the swordsmith thinks that Tanjiro's blade is going to be red because, you know, he, he works with fire and, uh, you know, his red hair, his red eyes. Um, but as Tanjiro wields his sword, we see that it turns black. And, uh, you know, they're kind of both in shock. I mean, the swordsmith is just not very happy, obviously. <laughs> um, but the black color is not really a bad omen, but in its history, just there haven't been a lot of successful sword users with the color black. Um, so we just see that being a unique trait of, you know, Tanjiro, he's like the only one that has a black sword pretty much. So, uh, you know, once again, uh, you know, right, pretty much like right after that, the uh, crow, uh, you know, his his crow comes through. And uh, gives him his first mission. And, uh, you know, we see Tanjiro kind of gathering his things, you know, um, you know, kind of putting Nezuko in her box because Uraraki made her like a box so Tanjiro can carry her around during the day. Um, so, you know, we see Tanjiro gather up all his things, you know, gather up Nezuko. Uh, and, uh, you know, we see Uraraki and Tanjiro say their goodbyes, which is like pretty touching because, you know, I mean, it's been a while since Uraraki could probably successfully send one of his students off on a mission you know yeah and so, this might uh, be like one of the last students if not the last student he might train right exactly so you know we see tanjiro head off to his uh first mission and i kind of coined this one the village arc because we see that his first missions in like this village um where this like demon has been apparently uh you know capturing uh young girls and eating them um so you know obviously that's why tanjiro sent there uh, he basically gets to the village, uh, and to make a long story short, he meets uh, this man, whose uh, I guess girlfriend or fiance just recently went missing, and uh, obviously we fiance. know, obviously we know it was the demon that was responsible, but uh, nobody believed him, so he was kind of like an outcast when it came to the village. Uh, yeah. But Tanjiro comes in, he you know tells the guy that he believes them, and uh, Tanjiro and this guy basically like retrace his steps and try to figure out what happened to this girl. And uh, Tanjiro was able to use his uh, incredible sense of smell, which we covered, you know, in our last episode, um, and kind of like pinpoint the location um, of where this demon could possibly be. And at the same time, we see this demon is actually in the process of abducting another young girl. Uh, eventually, Tanjiro finds out where this demon is located. 
and he basically is just like, fuck it, and then he just sticks his sword in the ground. <laughs> and he's able to pull the girl from the demon's clutches and, uh, you know, save another, save a young girl before she became, like, the next meal. Um, and I believe this demon's kind of referred to, like, as, like, the swamp demon. Um, yeah, it's mainly like, swamp. He kind of, like, lives in, like, a swampy, like, area, like, underneath the village. Um, and at first, we only see one demon, and off the bat, just super annoying. I mean, it bothered my ears because all this demon did was like, was like grind his teeth. And oh, made, like yeah. one of the most like unpleasant sounds like ever. Um, but we actually see that this demon split himself into three. So you know, three demons from one demon. Uh, and you know, we see that they all have their own personalities. Like one of them is kind of like the voice of region and uh, like logic. The other one's just like really angry and just wants to eat people. And the other one just doesn't even talk and just keeps making weird noises while he grinds his teeth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but again, you know, we see Tanjiro, um, you know, back at it, basically fighting against this uh, swamp demon. And this is also the second time where we see Nezuko actually back in action um, after being asleep for like three years. Um, we see Tanjiro's about to be like blindsided by one of the demons and she basically kicks open the box and just, you know, kicks the shit out of the demon's head and has it spinning in a circle for like you know <laughs> like, yeah, like two minutes straight no word it's like what pow and that was a pretty like um aesthetically pleasing scene like where like it kind of like just pans on like tondro and just like nezko's kind of like hanging out of the box like just ready to like attack like that was a pretty cool yeah um uh shot so we basically see that uh tondro and nezko split up and mm-hmm. Uh, Tanjiro like goes under the water to like fight like two of the uh two of the swamp demons and we see Nezuko like stay above ground to fight one of them. And uh you know we we can still see that Nezuko is like on like you know sort of the weaker side because she still doesn't really know how to use her like demon powers and we see that she's capable of fighting but you know we see that she's still pretty weak and she can't like you know regenerate as fast and uh you know uh we see that you know towards like the end of her fight with uh with the demon like she kind of like struggles a little bit like she gets like uh slashed up a few times and uh you know tanjiro eventually comes to her rescue i feel like she's um, not really thinking at this point like as much so to speak like you know i feel like she maybe has in her mind that like she won't die from like fighting but like you know she's not um what's the word like unbreakable you know right like we we do learn that while she was sleeping, uh, Uraraki did this sort of like um, meditation, like uh, hypnosis thing, where he basically told Nezuko that like demons are the enemies, like humans are your family, like protect them. Yeah, and uh, this is basically what strengthens her will to like fight demons and like protect her family because she sees her family and like the humans. So uh, you know, obviously, when that young guy is holding that girl, he sees like. I think he sees, like, her siblings. So, uh, you know, again, that just shows that she sees humans as her family. So, uh, as Nezuko's fighting the demon up top, we see Tanjiro go underwater and fight two demons underwater. And this is where, like, you know, we actually see, like, a pretty cool uh, form uh, used for uh, water breathing. And it, it actually is more powerful underwater, which is pretty cool. I mean, I don't know when you're going to be fighting a demon underwater, but... 
uh, <laughs> it just so happens to be stronger um, underwater. And I mean, see it him, makes like, sense. Like, if it's a water breathing technique, obviously in water, it'd probably be more powerful. But I think this is the yeah, first. You, yeah, you would think so. <laughs> I think this is the first, and as of now, like only time we've actually seen a breathing technique used underwater, like not right, on solid yeah. land, from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the only time actually in the show that we see it underwater. Because I guess there's really going to be no reason for like them to be fighting underwater. Because like again, I don't know like ge- geographically where this is, but like they're not going to go in the middle of an ocean and fight, you know, a demon or something like that, or on a lake most likely, you know. Right. Well, you know, as we mentioned in the first episode, we we know that the show takes place in Japan, uh, you know, but we just don't know like what part of Japan, you know, I mean, yeah. we don't know what parts of Japan they're in besides when they're in Tokyo. You know, we, we know they're in Tokyo because, you know, they say Tokyo. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, other than that, we don't know, like, what mountain he was living on or where this village is. So, um, you know, but, yeah, he's he's able to successfully do this uh, breathing uh, uh, form underwater and decapitates uh, two of the demons. And, uh, you know, that brings us back to when Nezuko is, you know, starting to get in danger. We see him, like, pop um, up from under the ground and basically, like, decapitate. Um, this final demon's like arms and basically like pin it against the wall. Um, and that's basically like the end of the battle uh, for both Nezuko and, and Tanjiro. And this is where um, we're kind of introduced to the idea of this like head demon um, known as uh, uh, Muzan. I, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to try to say his first name, but I'm just going to butcher it. So I'm not going to say his first I don't name. Even, I don't even know his first name. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, we're we're introduced to this idea of Muzan, aka Michael Jackson, um, and uh, Michael Jackson is basically the head demon, and uh, you know he was the first demon, and he is basically the one that turns you know everybody into demons. So Tanjiro X is this swamp demon, like who Muzan is, like you know, um, where can he find him? You know, blah blah blah, and we see like the fear, like the intense fear in this demon. And yeah, this, he's like, I'd rather die. He's like, I no, basically, you know. And we just see that you know the relationship between like Muzan and the demons are not always a friendly one. Um, some of these demons are just deathly afraid of Muzan. Uh, yeah. So in in this case, like my brother just said, this swamp demon ended up basically dying instead of telling Tandro what he wanted to know. And uh, you know, Tandro was obviously upset because he didn't get the answers that he wanted. But uh, he was able to successfully uh, stop this demon. And uh, we see him, you know, entrust the safety of this young girl into this, you know, young man's hands. And, uh, you know, at first he tries to encourage this man to, like, you know, keep uh, keep on going and, you know, remain positive. And the guy kind of snaps at him. He's like, oh, what do you know about loss? He's like, you're just a kid. Like, you know, how can you, you know, say all this stuff? And then, like, instead of, like, getting upset, like, Tanjiro just kind of, like, softly takes his hands and like smiles and then just like walks away mm-hmm. and then this is where we first see this guy notice his hands he's like he's like don't tell me this kid has like gone through what i gone through he's like his hands are like not even a kid's they're like a man's you know yeah. and he like apologizes to tanjiro and you know tanjiro just simply like smiles and waves and then just walks away and uh you know it, it's a pretty short arc but that's basically the the whole arc, you know, uh, wrapped up uh, into one. Um, so, 
so yeah, I mean, you know, before we continue on to the uh, next one, we could uh, we could give our ratings for this. Um, well, before we give our ratings, do you have anything that you want to add in regards to the arc? Anything that, that you liked or anything uh, that you noticed? Um, I mean, I feel like this kind of just gives us a glimpse of, like, stronger demons. And I don't actually know if we see the use of, like, blood demon art yet. I guess we see more of, like, what demons are capable, capable of. Because the only, you know, the other one, like the hand one doing anything besides like using obviously like limbs and stuff this one was like using like portals like so to speak and like you know he's able to split himself so like this is what we saw like that demons are capable of like a wide variety of things mm-hmm. and it's just like we see you know tanjiro going on his first mission and uh stuff like that but no like you said it's pretty short and um simple for what goes on in this one mm-hmm. no um, i agree if i if, if i have to give it a rating i'd probably give it a um, four out of five suns because it's good. I like it. It's enjoyable. I like the demon. I like which uh way Tanjo's story is going, and I like how they show more of his humanity along with him developing his skills, like as a swordsman and as a demon slayer. Um, but it was just short. You know, maybe we could have seen like because I don't remember if we actually saw any background of the demon or demons, so to speak. Um, but yeah, no. I mean. I mean, all we're given um, about the demon is that the demon used to, like, grind his teeth as a kid. So that's why, like, it was grinding its teeth um, as a demon. But we're not given a backstory uh, for this demon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I I would probably give it a solid four out of five suns just because, one, the the grinding of the teeth, the sound it made was really annoying. So it gets gets negative points just for that. and I would have liked to kind of know this demon's backstory, you know, because they kind of teased a little backstory for like the morphed uh, hand demon uh, in the final selection arc, but they didn't give a backstory for this demon. Um, so, you know, I don't know if that just kind of shows you that, you know, not all demons like had like a tragic backstory. Like maybe some of them were just so sadistic that they just, you know, became demons just to kill people. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I thought it was really interesting to see Tanjiro on his first mission. Uh, again, it just shows how much more he's growing, um, you know, the confidence that he's starting to have in himself and his abilities. And uh, it was also really nice to see Nezuko and her development where, uh, you know, we see her as this, like, feral demon, you know, in the very beginning of the show. Uh, she's asleep for, like, three years. And, uh, you know, now she's this, like, you know, uh, much more controlled demon that, you know, has a mission, you know, basically kill all demons like her brother and to protect humans, which is, you know, her family. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I would, I would definitely give it a four out of five um, sons. And from there, uh, that brings us to what I coined as the uh, house arc, you know, house mansion, whatever you want to call it. Um, and this is where we get introduced into uh, a few more characters. Um, now I'm going to take a sip of water. So if you would like to, uh, start this introduction to the arc, uh, go ahead. Okay. So yeah, this is actually where first we get introduced to Zenitsu because after Tanjiro is leaving the village where he just completed his first mission, that's where we come across, you know, Tanjiro just looking at this, you know, kid with yellow hair, like begging this random girl to marry, uh, him, you know, because he, he keeps on saying, he's like, I'm going to die. It doesn't matter. Can you just marry me, please? And he's just, like, bang, <laughs> banging in the middle of, like, this 
road, you know, and Tanjiro's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, you, you can't just ask random girls to marry you or, like, beg them to marry you. And that's when, um, I don't even know if it was Zenitsu's mission or if he just follows Tanjiro along because, like, he's scared. Um, but that's, you know, we get introduced to Zenitsu and obviously the other one we'll get introduced later on is Anosuke. Um, but this is where he's heading to the house because was it, was it like, yeah, people, people were previously in the house and I think we find out that, um, there's the two siblings that are still in there, right? Like the little girl and little boy, was it? Well, yeah, right. Basically what happens is that, um, I guess there were reports of like a demon, like in this house. Right. And, uh, uh, Tanjiro and Zenitsu end up coming across, uh, these two siblings and their brother was like taken captive by this demon um, mm-hmm. and is in the house, but they're like outside the house. Obviously they're not going to go in because what are they going to do? Yeah. Um, and like the house keeps changing. Right. Um, and you know, as like Tanjiro was like talking to these two siblings, like Zenitsu like keeps hearing these like drums, but like Tanjiro doesn't hear them at first. Um, and this kind of shows Zenitsu's like unique ability of like his like, um, his sense of hearing, like yeah. just as like Tanjiro's like go with his sense of smells, and Nitsu's very good with his sense of hearing. Um, and I don't know if that's due to his breathing technique, which we'll find out that he uses the technique called thunder breathing, which is the second uh, breathing form that we're actually introduced to in the show. Um, I, I just realized that myself. I mean, I, I know the the breathing forms are explained, but that's the second one that we see in the show. Yeah, um, I, mean, I think I think I'd assume we would have to go with breathing because, like, technically you see lightning, but if it's like a thunder technique, then you know, like a little tidbit probably is is like you know, uh, what what's it called? Like thunder, something of like the speed of like you know s- sound or something like that. So like maybe that's why like since that's his breathing technique, his like hearing is uh, heightened. Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, you know, because you know how, like, they always, like, say, like, oh, like, water breathing, like, you know, fifth form, you know, before they, like, you know, perform the move. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Zenitsu says uh, thunder breathing. So, like, you know, we know his, like, technique is, like, thunder breathing, even though some of his forms also have uh, lightning as well, well. every time there's lightning, like, around him, because, I mean, we, we, we find out that he only uses the one form. Right, yeah, right. We, we, he uses that other thing in, like, the entertainment district, but I don't think that's a form. I think that's just kind no, of... No, it, it's just, like, a heightened, like, form of that first form, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we and then we see this poor guy just basically just get tossed out of the house. Um, I don't know if he escaped himself or he just got tossed out by the demon, but, you know, we see this poor guy just kind of fall to his death. Um in front of Tanjiro and Zenitsu. And, uh, you know, that's when Tanjiro decides to enter the house. And, you know, obviously we see Zenitsu, uh, you know, paranoid and scared and, uh, you know, reluctant to go in. Um, but they end up entering the house. And then one of the, <laughs> one of the stupidest things about, like, this arc is that the kids enter the house with them. Like, they're told to stay and, like, guard this box, right, that, like, Tanjiro was carrying. Yeah. And as soon as they hear, like, a little noise come from the box, they just run into the house. Like, you know, as, I was just, like... Really you could have just ran away from the box, like... You could have, yeah, you could have just, like, stepped to the side, like, of the box. Or, like, or you could have just the moved side. the box if you really wanted to, like... Yeah, exactly. So we see that, 
Um, now it's the four of them in the house, and then eventually they get like separated because when they hear that sound, like the rooms change, mm-hmm. which is uh, pretty interesting. So we see Tanjiro and this like young girl together, and we see Zenitsu and the young boy together. Um, and we see firsthand the demon that is actually responsible for the changing of the rooms, you know, and I guess who is like the most powerful, like, um, cause we know there's like two other demons in the house, but, um, you know, he's the most powerful. Yeah. Um, and I refer to him, let's see in my notes, I refer to him as the drum demon because obviously he has drums like embedded in his body. There's a name for the drums, but I don't remember the name. The yeah, there, there is a name for the drums, but like you said, I, I don't remember it as well. And we actually um, see further down the line. Um, we'll, we'll actually mention this further down the line, so I'll hold that thought for now. But anyway, we're introduced to the demon that's actually making all this noise. Um, and you know, uh, you can kind of see like Tanjiro's face, like he's kind of like in like awe, or like he's just a little kind of like taken back because. You know, this demon kind of looks like the real deal, you know? Um, I think this is actually technically the first time we see some sort of blood demon demon art. Yes, you are correct. I actually have that in my notes as well. Oh, wow. Um, So, yeah. So, you know, uh, we're introduced to this uh, new demon, you know, a.k.a. the drum demon. And uh, this is actually the first time that we're introduced to another character um, known as uh, Inosuke. And he makes uh, quite a flashy entrance and he just bursts through the door um, <laughs> with his, like, you know, dual-wielded swords in hand. And, uh, you know, Tanjiro just kind of has this, like, face of, like, shock. Like, he's like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, right? so he's like, what What even is this? Because, like, as we know, Inosuke just wears a forehead. So, like, like is this, like, a half-man, half-animal demon thing? Like, what, what the hell's going on? Yeah, pretty much. And we see, like, Inosuke, like, rush at the demon, which, like, causes him to, like, change, like, the structure of the room and kind of, like, turn it upside down and stuff. And, uh, you know, that's when we realize that, like, this demon can control, like, the structure of the house, like, by, like, beating on the drums. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think we kind of end up seeing, like, Inosuke, like, uh, like get thrown into like a different room, or he just kind of like leaves the picture, and then Tanjiro and the girl are by themselves again. And, yeah, like, yeah. The whole no, the yeah. whole house was kind of shifted, so now like Zenitsu and the boy are still together. Tanjiro and the girl are still together, and Anosuke is like by himself. Yeah. Um, and I believe the first demon that are like you know group encounters, um, is the like tongue demon. Like if you remember that like. That one, oh, that, like, yeah, crawled like on... it had the really long tongue that it used. Yeah, like crawled on all fours and like had this like really long ass tongue. Yeah, like a frog kind of, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and you know, of course, you know, the man himself, you know, the one that gets to, you know, deal with this demon is uh, Zenitsu. Um... <laughs> and I feel like one of the first things he says is like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we basically see, um, I guess you you know say like Zenitsu's like unique power you know in a sense where um you know he's kind of cornered um in a room you know by this tongue demon and he is just so like enraged um and filled with fear that he like passes out yeah um, he just falls asleep and I, I think I think the boy is like are you sleeping <laughs> like he's just like what the <laughs> hell he's like you're supposed to protect me and what we find out is that. This uh, character, you know, Zenitsu as a character, when he falls asleep, he's he's still aware. Like, his, like, subconscious is still aware 
and mm-hmm. he basically like, turns into like a whole different person. And he basically fights this tongue demon as he's sleeping. Yeah. And this is where we see, uh, you know, the second breathing style that we're introduced to, thunder breathing, uh, first form. I believe it's thunder, clap, and flash. Uh, we see that form used, and that that whole scene's like badass. Like the way he stands, and then just like how fast he like decapitates this demon. Yeah. Because um, again, he's like moving. I guess at the speed of sound. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, you know how, like, you'll see thunder before you hear thunder? Wait, I mean, you'll you know see... how, you, you know how, <laughs> I meant to say, you know how you see lightning before you hear thunder? Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Like, we basically saw the lightning in his attack before we heard the thunder, Yeah, you know? Because after he decapitates the demon, I think you hear some thunder in the background. Um, But anyway, then we see after he decapitates the demon, he wakes up. And then he has no idea what happened. So we know that as he's sleeping, he doesn't have, he has no idea what's going on. Yeah, because so he he's like, who did that? He's like, then I, he's like, broke. And then like, they run out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so so he thinks that like, basically this kid like killed the demon and like, <laughs> and he has no idea like that he just did it. Um. So, you know, after, after you know, the short little battle between Zenitsu and the tongue demon is finished, we see the camera pan like over to Inosuke and he's just like running like, a maniac like through the halls and then like all of a sudden we just see this like fat ass demon like just like round the corner yeah i was like doesn't he come across like a fat demon <laughs> yeah pretty much and like pretty much right away like th- that i don't i feel like the demon like says like one thing but pretty much we just see like inosuke just decapitate this demon with like no problem yeah and then he doesn't even like wait for the body to disappear he just like decapitates it and then just runs off so it's like <laughs> so it's like we have no idea who this guy is but we know that he has Nichiren, uh, you know, swords because he's able to decapitate the demon. And we obviously know he's like super strong and, you know, agile because, again, he's able to kill demons. Yeah, we um, don't even see a breathing form. We just see him, you know, decapitate it. Yeah. And uh, right, right, right. basically, that finally just leaves Tanjiro against this uh, drum demon. And, uh, you know, to make a long story short, in summary, we see this huge battle. Uh, you know, commence between uh, Tanjiro and this uh, drum demon, and we see the use of what is known as blood demon art, and we learn from uh, you know Uraraki that some demons become so powerful they start to use like mystical like magic powers. I guess that's like, the best way to kind of explain it, and uh, they could manipulate you know their blood or you know they. I don't really know how to describe it. They're basically just powerful enough to kind of create like their own like form of like a demon breathing technique, you know? Yeah. Like it, so, um, you know, in this case, um, you know, this demon had a blood demon art that was like controlled by like the drums or like he kind of like just banged on the drums like crazy and like just, you know. Um... Well, different. Well, we find out because like the drums are like in him um, that like different drums like will change the room in like a certain direction right you know and like tandro eventually figures that out because like they have the whole sequence where like he's like envisioning it or like whatever it's called right exactly so yeah so we see that um you know the the first use of blood demon art uh so that just shows like how powerful this demon was this demon is probably the most powerful that tandros came across because obviously they were strong enough to use blood demon art i mean the swamp demon didn't use it the morph demon didn't use it and we also notice, I mean, I don't know if you caught this and you remember this, but we also see that this demon reveals one of his eyes. And we actually learned that this demon used to be uh, um, part of what's known as the 12 Kazuki, 
And uh, in isn't that Muzan's first name? No, his first name's like Kit. It, it sounds similar to it, but I I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. It's like Kit. I, I don't even want to try to pronounce it. <laughs> but um, you know, we we see uh this demon uh was once part of the twelve Kazuki, and basically uh this is like a twelve rank um system that was like used by like Muzan. Uh and basically it's like split between like upper moon and lower moon. And there's like six tiers of lower moon, there's six tiers of upper moon. And obviously lower moon six would be the weakest and upper moon one would be the strongest. Uh mm-hmm. so we see that this demon used to be uh lower moon six. Um but he was stripped of that title by Muzan because Muzan I guess didn't feel like he was strong enough to be uh, a lower moon. I don't think he was like killing enough humans or something like that. Like I think he was like just like I think they even said like he was playing with his drums, you know? Yeah, basically, like, he wasn't eating enough. He wasn't getting powerful enough. So, you know, he basically was stripped of that title. But this is the first time that we're introduced to, like, a so-called, like, uh, kind of like a demon hierarchy, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the battle eventually finally ends. You know, Tanjiro was able to decapitate the demon. And, uh, you know, we're giving a short, uh, you know, but sad backstory of this uh, demon. Before he became a demon, he was a human that was trying to... I believe right he was trying to like write like a novel or like a autobiography about himself or something and he was always told that he was like worthless it wasn't yes. good enough and uh you know i guess he had like a side hobby of like playing this specific type of drum so that's why the drums came into play when he became a demon um but we actually see uh more empathy and compassion from tanjiro because we notice that while he's fighting he doesn't step on this guy's um work like you know his writing he he never steps on this guy's writing at, yeah because uh, he all. figures out it's like important to him because i think like in the flashbacks they show that his dad would like always do that and like i think there's a time where tandro accidentally steps on it and he sees like how mad um the demon gets so like he doesn't do that and like you know again, and he also figures out that the way the the writing is laid off across the floor he knows that the attacks aren't going to go through his writing because the demon doesn't want to destroy its own writing. Yeah. You know, so Tandro's better able to analyze his attack pattern because he knows, you know, where the attack is going to come from. But, uh, you know, once again, we see Tandro show empathy towards the demon and, uh, you know, he compliments his blood demon art and his writing. And that kind of brings the closure that this demon needed here. Uh, Cause if we see him, like kind of like tear up and, you know, kind of like pass on peacefully. Um, and, uh, and, you know, that basically kind of ends, you know, at least the final battle of the arc. And then finally, um, uh, you know, we see Tanjiro, uh, you know, reunite, you know, the two siblings with their older sibling and, uh, you know, they leave the house, but when he leaves the house, sees like the Nitsu's like around the box, like just getting his ass beat by like a nose guy. Yeah, but yeah, basically. And, you know, we learned that Anosuke knows that there's a demon in the box and Zenitsu was protecting it because Tanjiro told him that, like, it was more important than his own life. So we see, like, how compassionate Zenitsu could be as well. Um, and, you know, also how brave and courageous that he could be. You know, I mean, he, he decided to stick up for Tanjiro and, you know, help him out and, uh, you know, protect what, you know, he didn't have to protect it, to be honest. You know, he could have yeah, let Anosuke do whatever. But, you know, we see, we see like, you know, 
uh, one of the first traits, you know, of Zenitsu, you know, and, you know, he's, he could also be a compassionate person as well. So, and then we see obviously Tanjiro and Inosuke get into it. Uh, you know, Tanjiro headbutts Inosuke, like knocking him out. And, uh, you know, Inosuke wakes back up and, uh, you know, the whole group is kind of like introduced to one another. Um, they end up burying the corpses of the people that were killed and uh, they send the siblings on their way. Um, and the three of them, Tanjiro, Zenitsu, and Inosuke, they end up heading to this like Wisteria family house and they get like treated of their like injuries and uh, stuff like that. And uh, that's basically how the arc ends, like in its entirety, unless did I miss it? Uh, no, that's uh, that, that's pretty much how it ends. Yeah, yeah so it just leaves know, off with the going to the house. Just to uh, you know, to summarize, um, you know, this arc, uh, coming to a, a rating of it, I would give it a solid five out of five. I really enjoyed this arc. Um, I liked the introduction of a quote unquote like blood demon art. Um, I also like the introduction of like the twelve Kazuki because I just think like their designs are like really cool. Um, and it was cool to know that like the demons are like more sophisticated than like you know we probably thought they were. Um, and I really enjoyed like being introduced to like Zenitsu and Inosuke and seeing like where their character development was going to go. And uh, I liked seeing. Uh, did we ever see his like beast breathing technique, or did we see that in the mountain arc? Did we ever? No, see we didn't. We house? didn't see him use any breathing techniques. Yeah, no. So, it, so yeah, we we just saw him like simply decapitate a demon. But you know, we'll, we'll learn later on that he has his own breathing style. But uh, it was nice to be introduced to another breathing style, and it was cool to see um Sinitsu in action and Inosuke in action. And overall, yeah, I just have nothing but good things to really say about it. So I would give it a five out of five suns. Yeah, I I would say I would also give it a five out of five suns. Um, mainly because I do like the drum demon. Like I feel like he's kind of forgotten about and like a little underrated because I actually thought his powers were like really cool, even though like they might have been simple. And I do like again that they showed a backstory towards him because it makes you you know feel compassionate. Like when Tandro is even fighting this demon, like you know when he kills him, you're like oh thank God, but at the same time you're like oh, you know like because yeah, th- th- then like it really sad like when it when it's gone um and we also get introduced to like you know uh two uh more main characters of the show and uh get a little hint of like where that's gonna go so yeah just another solid couple of episodes from uh demon slayer yeah uh i totally agree so before i continue let me just take a sip of water i don't have any more water i think no i have a little bit okay so Moving on from the uh, house arc, we, uh, you know, see the, uh, you know, the gang, um, you know, uh, resting up and healing at this uh, Wisteria house. And, uh, you know, we see Nezuko being introduced to, you know, uh, Zenitsu and Inosuke. And, you know, obviously Zenitsu falls head over heels for Nezuko and uh, just kind of, you know, starts to act like a, like, honestly, like low-key, like a creep. Not even low key, like he pretty much is a creep. He's just high key a creep. He literally yeah. tries to marry like any girl he sees and like begs them. Yeah, so like, we kind of we kind of see that Zenitsu's just not very good with the ladies, to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so you know we we finally see them get introduced, and obviously there were some comedic moments at the house. Um, and uh, we see that the three of them are are given uh, the same mission, and they're told to go to this mountain. Uh, and there's been reports of like demons there, and uh, I don't know if they're told that other demon slayers were there or if they find out that other demon slayers were there. But 
you know, they're told to uh, to head to this mountain. Yeah, I think they're. I think I think they're told because like they sent like a decent amount, and like none. I don't think any of them like came back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you know, uh, we see them. You know, con- uh, start their journey, and you know, obviously, like you know, Tanjiro and Nosuke are you know, developing a connection and, you know, uh, same with Zenitsu because like on the road, he's like, he's like, fight me. I'm going to bring you down. And then he's like, I have a name, you know, it's Tanjiro Kamuro. And he's like, all right, come buck a buck a boko. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm so, still taking you down. Yeah. So we, we still see that, that banter develop between the three of them. Uh, and then they finally reach the mountain and, uh, you know, at the, at the foot of the mountain, they see a, a demon slayer that's, you know, injured and, begging for help uh but before we they could even help the poor guy he gets like basically like yeeted back into the mountain uh and he's probably never heard from again i don't even know if we see him <laughs> for the rest of the episode so this I poor think guy see him but he's like not alive <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um and then from there basically tanjo and Anosuke like enter the mountain and like zinitu's like of course afraid again um so he actually doesn't join Tanjiro and Inosuke right away. Um, and yeah, that's basically where the mountain arc begins. So um, would you like to uh, to to take this one, Joey? Uh, I've been talking for a while, so I'm kind of getting a little little sore here. So do you mind uh, starting up this one? Yeah, I mean, for this arc, uh, we get introduced to what we think is like, I think, an upper moon from what I remember. But uh, we actually find out that he... Right? Rui's not Upper Moon, is he? No, Rui's a, a Lower Moon. Yeah, so we... we but he's thought... Um, and at first, we're not even... Uh, it's not even known that he's the most powerful one of this, um, I guess, Spider Family, you could call it. Because there's uh, Rui, um, his, you know, father, so to speak, which is like the big gorilla-looking spider one who uh, I believe Inosuke takes on. And uh, the, I think it was the other two kids, the one that like was, I think just a regular looking kid. And then um, the one that had like the head uh, and like the spider body, uh, who Zenitsu ends up taking on and we see the mother and we kind of have like the little stories then because I think we actually see Tanjiro and Inosuke taking on the big one. Because, like, they're trying to both uh, decapitate it. And I think Tandro or Inosuke ends up, like, decapitating it, but it doesn't work. And um, that's, uh, we also see, don't we actually see Gyo back, too, in this? Yeah, well. We see Gyo back, uh, not right away, obviously, like, towards the end. And we also get introduced to another Hajra, uh, Shinobu, who uh, we, uh, you know, ends up going around Zenitsu and basically saving him because we find out that one of the demons that is attacking Zenitsu like uses poison primarily and like once like you're hit with it like you're done that's it and you basically um, get turned into a spider (laughs) yeah and we actually see that like he could make like other like little spiders that like are just really creepy yeah pretty much that's where we see like an insane use of like Zenitsu's like form because he only uses the first form of like you know thunderclap and flash but like he is like going all over and like i think you could even like hear it from like other parts of the forest and like see it like lighting up from a distance because i think when they show like a fighting the big spider one um 
you could see it. And you can actually see, like, Onosuke, because when we get introduced to Onosuke, you kind of see him as, like, this strong um, dude that, like, not not as indestructible, but, like, you know, that could take on quite a bit. But we actually kind of see him get his, like, ass beat and, like, almost on the verge of, like, death mm-hmm. at some point against this demon. And because he's, like, trying everything in his power to, like, decapitate him. And I think Gyu just comes in, does, like, one thing, and, like, he's decapitated. And he's, like, you know, he says something along the lines of, like, you defeated, like, the upper moon. And he's, like, you know, Gyu is, like, that wasn't like that. <laughs> I think Anosuke <laughs> just, like, passes out or something. <laughs> um, And that's where we see... Tanjo go to face off against his other demon like Rui who we find out is like the one controlling this uh strings like metaphorically and I think literally in a sense um who's actually pretty brutal like I think this is the first time we get introduced to like a demon that's like pretty uh pretty on the I don't know what you would call it I guess you can say like violent side but <laughs> you know more more brutal side or at least we see that because like we see that he takes in um other like kids and you know uh demons and basically makes them be a part of his family uh and if they don't like he either kills them or e- even then when they're a part of the family he like still punishes them and like yeah he basically like abuses them <laughs> yeah so it's pre- it's pretty screwed up and you know he has like one's plays mother his father we find out his siblings and we actually find out that i believe his backstory is he had um some sort of sickness where he wasn't allowed to go outside yeah right? he, was, he was like very weak uh, as a child like i, I don't think it refrained him from going outside it was just like he was like very. well i don't think his out. mother like let him outside or something like that because he was very weak so he can never play with like any other kids or like experience anything you know mm-hmm, pretty much and we also we also see that, like, Muzan was, like, um, favoring him. Like, I, I think it, because it kind of reminded him of himself. Because I think before Muzan was a demon, he was very, like, sick and frail. So, I think Rui kind of reminded Muzan of himself. Because mm-hmm. uh, we actually learned that, like, Muzan really uh, favored Rui. Like, he was probably his favorite out of the lower moons. And uh, I would... Uh, well, actually, no. I don't think we'd have enough to do an episode on Rui. But, uh... But, uh, yeah, we basically see, um, you know, the sad little backstory of, you know, Rui was only a kid when he basically got turned into a demon. You know, we see the first people that he killed. Um, well, I think he was actually killing people before he killed his parents. Because I think his parents knew he was a demon, but they didn't try to stop him or, you know, you know, force him to stop, you know, killing humans and, and eating them. Because we see that he's, like, just sleeping in his bed as a demon. So, like, I think they know he's a demon. And then they... They, they try, try to kill him, or like the try, father they, they tries try to, to kill him. They try to kill him, and then he basically ends up killing his parents, and uh, you know, in the process, loses his family, and then that's where he goes, and he helps like other demons, like, and you know, makes them part of his family, and you know, uh, if they disobey him, you know, he punishes them, and and uh, this is actually know. another like thing where we see that demons aren't just like afraid of Muzan, like you know, demons don't really have, like, free will. Like, I guess, like, not that they can kind of do whatever they want, but, like, obviously, like, Rui, like, is having his own, like, family thing because, like, we see at the house, but we see, like, that the sisters are, like, or, like, some of them are talking about trying to escape. 
Yeah. So like some of them, like even though they might have free will, so to speak, like once they become a part of this thing, like they're under Rui's will. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't really see demons like band together very much, but you know, in certain uh, certain circumstances such as this, you know, it seemed like it was beneficial for some of them, but you know, obviously, like with like the sister and the mother, we saw it was like harsher, you know, versus like maybe Rui's relationship with his brother or his father. Uh, you know, quote like in quotations, like not his actual blood, but you know, his spider family. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, uh, you know, as mentioned, you know, basically, you know, each one of the group, Tanjiro, Zenitsu, and Inosuke, kind of has their own like character development and growth. Um, in their each individual battles, you know, we see Inosuke for the first time kind of feel like weak and like vulnerable because, like you said, he always felt like kind of like strong and like a, like a thrill seeker, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very humbled. You know, and, and, you know, we see him, like, uh, like humbled for the first time. And, you know, when Gio comes to his rescue and everything, and, you know, we obviously we see uh, Gio reappear. Um, you know, Zenitsu has uh, some more growth because, you know, we see more into his backstory, like how he got his yellow hair, you know, um, that he was um, a former student to a Hashira, you know, the, uh, you know, former Thunder Hashira. Um and uh, you know how he had like a deep personal relationship with uh, with his uh, teacher. Well, wasn't um, it his grandfather or like? No, he just he just he just referred to him as as his grandfather. I just find it kind of funny that like how he got his yellow hair is he was struck by lightning. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, right? Like what? Because his hair was like brown before that or something. It, it was like, like black. It was like black or something. And like now he just has this bright yellow hair, so it's like almost like the lightning is just like in him. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and uh, we see that he could also, like, adapt his, like, first form, like, uh, with more speed. Because, like, I think he, like, refers to it as, like, Thunderclap and Flash, like, sixfold. So, like, you know, we see him, like, kind of, like, alter the technique because that's the only one that he can use. Um, so we also see that Zenitsu is, like, more powerful than, like, you know, he believes he is. And, uh, you know, finally we just see um, a lot more growth in Tanjiro and, and, and Nezuko. I mean, we actually see Nezuko use her blood demon art for the first time. Yeah, this is um, actually where we see Tanjiro and, like, Nezuko kind of work as... I mean, they were already... Are, 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 yeah, already? <laughs> already working as a team when they were, like, fighting. But this is where we actually see, because as we see, like, Rui uses these um webs that, like, is almost like if they hit you, like, you're done. Like, you're dead because they're just so sharp and stuff like that. And we see Tanjiro, like, use his... um. We actually... This is the first time we see the... uh, I I don't even think I could pronounce it. The... 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 the, uh, Hino Kamikagura. Yeah, we see see that, like, form being used because as we see in, like, flashbacks, that's what Tanjiro would, like, witness his um, dad doing that. And it's almost like a fire dance so to speak yeah well that's basically what it was it was basically like a a dance apparently that's the name of the dance and the dance was performed from sunset to sunrise in in honor of like i don't know if it was like the fire god or it was to some deity like some god and it was for like like protection like wealth like you know uh you know health all that stuff and um it was referred to as the the hino kamikagura um you know, and as you mentioned, we see him like develop it into like a breathing technique because we see him go from like water to like flame, mm-hmm. um, and we see that, that actually helps him along with Nezuko's blood demon art, which basically, um, if her blood is like um, on like an object or like a person, she could make it explode and like 
turns to fire. Like yeah, like, like she a pink lit fire. all his things on and fire. And it only it only burns demons. It doesn't burn uh, humans. Yeah. Um, and we see Tandro uh, and Nezuko decapitate Rui. Um, and you know you think it's finally over, but uh, Rui was smarter than that, and uh, he ended up actually decapitating his own head before Tandro could. Um, so he's still alive, and obviously, like, Tandro's, like, out for the count, Nezuko's out for the count, and, like, you think, like, you know, is this the end of Tandro? Like, are they gonna kill him? And then, uh, Giyu, uh, you know, once again comes to his rescue, and we see, like, Ryu, uh, I'm sorry, Rui and Giyu face off for a brief moment, uh, and we just see how powerful, like, Ahashira is, um, compared to a lower moon, and Giyu has no problem in uh, decapitating Rui, yeah, he pretty, like, right he away. pretty easily like defeats him. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, and, I feel uh, like this kind of gives like Rui like an awakening, like that he's not all powerful, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know we see a little bit of his flashback into his like his life as a kid, and you know he's reunited with his mother and father, and uh, you know he kind of has like some sort of like a peaceful ending, um, you know, at the end of his character. And like uh, like my brother mentioned, we also know that he was the Lower Moon Five. So just as the drum demon was the former lower moon six, he was the lower moon five. So he was more powerful than the drum demon. But there were like four other demons that were more powerful than him, apparently. Um, and he had his own type of blood demon art, which like was connected to like webs and, uh, you know, like threads. Um, and, you know, we basically see Giyu, you know, rescue Tanjiro and, and Nezuko. And uh, as mentioned before, we also were introduced to another character, another Hashira known as uh you know, uh, Shinobu Kocho. Um, and we actually see her breathing style used, um, which will make it... Well, yeah, we actually see two breathing styles used. We see Anosuke's breathing style known as Beast Breathing, um, which he developed himself. It's his own special personalized technique. And we see Shinobu's uh, own personal technique known as uh, Insect Breathing. And we see that uh, she's unique because out of all the Hashira, she cannot... Uh, decapitate demons because she is not strong enough. Um, so she uh, works with poison uh, made from like wisteria flowers, which are like mm-hmm. harmful to demons, and like that helps her like kill demons because we see her like kill the uh, demon sister, like the demon spider sister, with it. Um, and uh, right away when we're reintroduced to her, we see her try to kill Nezuko because she knows that she's a demon. So you know, obviously we see Gio protect Tanjiro, and he tells them to run. Um, and Giyu kind of holds off Shinobu. Um, and as Tanjiro and Nezuko are running, we see Kanaho, which we, the which was the girl from the final selection, uh, reappear. And she tries to attack Nezuko, and she ends up, like, uh, immobilizing Tanjiro by, like, knocking him out. And we see Nezuko, like, you know, run away and try to get away from uh, Kano. And uh, that's where, like, you know, the crow uh, states that, like, Tanjiro and uh, Nezuko are to be brought, like, you know, to the master um, you know, unharmed. And, uh, you know, we see, like, you know, um, you know, like, the medics of the Demon Slayer Corps and, uh, you know, the Hashira and, like, Kano kind of, like, um, navigate, like, cleanup and, uh, you know, rescue and, uh, you know, basically um, that's the end of the mountain arc, basically. I think, like, I think we're actually going to have to do a part three because, like... Yeah, we are. I was just yeah. about to mention that because we're going to run out of time again. Um because uh, there's actually more detail into these arcs than I thought there would be. So yeah, I mean, like, even though it doesn't seem like a lot, there is like kind of a decent amount that happens. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I mean, we'll just finish this one up again once again with our ratings. And I mean, if I if, if I'm to be honest, I would give this a solid like six out of five suns. I mean, I know it's not possible, but 
I just think it was better. Anything's like, possible at Two Sons Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. I think it deserves just a six out of five Sons because I mean, again, cinematography, animation was amazing, especially like the fight between like Rui and Tandro, like and Nezuko. Just oh, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> I liked Rui's backstory. Um, he's like one of my more like favorite demons. Um, I mean, I have like a Funko with him and Tandro right now. I have like a little statue of him. Uh, and I had my nails painted with his design uh, at one point. So he definitely is an interesting character. And we see like he has a pretty heavy influence like on Muzan because I pretty much think that like Muzan dismantled the lower moon, the lower moons because Ruby died. Like, I, I think if Ruby didn't die, he wouldn't have dismantled the moons. Like the lower moons. Interesting. Um, because, uh, yeah, because, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, Maybe he only, like, one that can, like, actually, that was, like, useful, so to speak. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll talk about it, like, you know, towards, like, the, yeah. the, the end, end of the season, because that's when, like, the meeting happens, uh, the lower moon, uh, meeting. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed seeing, uh, you know, character development in the Nosuke and Zenitsu and Tanjiro as always. Um, I mean, as you know, you know, with our reviews, that's always a big theme for me, character development. And we saw more of that. And uh, it was really interesting to see that, like, Nezuko had a Blood Demon arc. And we actually heard her voice for the first time. Even though, like, we didn't see her mouth move, we heard her voice when she used her Blood Demon art. Yeah. Um, which was really interesting. And, uh, you know, Rui's Blood Demon art was really uh, cool and... Uh, you know, some of the spider family was was interesting. I mean, you know, the spider mom was a total like waifu, um, and uh, and yeah, overall, um, it was really interesting to be uh, introduced to a bunch of new characters. You know, uh, see like two new breathing styles, um, and yeah, overall, that's why I give us uh, six out of five sons. So, yeah, I mean, I might have to go along with my brother here and give it that because like this was just a jam-packed arc where, like, we got introduced to a bunch of new characters. We saw a lot more from both Denitsu and Inosuke. Um, We met, you know, another Hashira. We saw more of Giyu, which I thought was pretty interesting because we actually haven't seen Giyu in a while. Pretty much after that, um, until the whole uh, Hashira arc, we really don't see Giyu anymore. Yeah, pretty um, much. They pretty much have the first time we meet him, we don't see him until now so <laughs> yeah and again like i do think Rui is like a fascinating like character like not only demon but like definitely character wise and i do like his backstory like it really makes you feel for him i'm like okay you you did a lot of screwed up things but i guess i could understand where it's coming from but like i can't really forgive you because it's still screwed up right but um again like it, you know it's it's just you're getting more into the concept of, like, how powerful demons can become and, like, what they can do. Because, again, you, you see with Nezuko, like, the blood demon art that she has and that, you know, she's already more powerful without even, like, killing people. Right. And we see how powerful something, you know, somebody like Rui can do that's not even a higher lower moon. He's still lower moon five. Like, he's not even top three. Exactly. So if he could do that, then, like, what, what's lower moon one? What the hell can they do? Yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I I totally agree with what you just said. I think that was a, a good rating, and uh, I think that will bring us to the end of the episode for our Demon Slayer season one, uh, part two review. Um, thank you guys all for listening once again. Uh, we will be back with uh our final uh part three. Uh, I honestly, I, I'm really enjoying this. I mean, uh, it's it's really nice to actually like sit down and talk about you know Demon Slayer and just anime in general, just something that I really love. 
I'm sure, you know, you, you love it just as much as I do, but uh, I'm really enjoying, uh, you know, kind of making this into like a little mini series. Yeah. Uh, I think you could definitely do that with like a bunch of the different animes. I mean, when we talk about attack on Titan, it'll probably be the same thing. Cause there's so much, you know, to all these. Animes. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to uh, check us out, you know, uh, you know, keep the notifications on and just up to date on like, you know, videos that we're going to do, you know, when they drop, you know, topics, etc. Um, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Two Sons Podcast. That's with an O and not a U. Um, you know, that's where we kind of like usually just like drop like, you know, when we're going to drop videos. And, uh, you know, if you guys like ever have any suggestions on like uh, topics that we should do like for videos, like just please like DM my brother like on Twitter or Instagram and just, you know, give us like topics to do that maybe we didn't think of. Um, but yeah, you know, check us out there. And uh, like I said, we'll be uh, back with um, part three, you know, the final part. And we have some more interesting stuff in the works uh, for the future. But uh, unless you have anything uh, else to add, Joey, I think we're ready to uh, say uh, sayonara and uh, finish the episode. Alrighty. Well, yeah, like my brother said, check out all the socials. Two Sons Podcast, that is with an O because we are two brothers. So, <laughs> Star Wars. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i hope you guys are enjoying this as much as um we are because even though we do primarily talk about marvel and dc those are dominating the box office you know at the moment and probably still will for like the next couple of years but um we are all things film and anime is one of the things that is you know continuously growing in the u.s and across the world and demon slayer is pretty big um right now and is continuing to grow so you know we really like talking about it and um if you guys definitely haven't like, you know, watched or caught up on like the seasons, I definitely suggest doing it and just looking more into it and maybe even becoming a reader of the manga. Um, but other than that, yeah, we'll be back um, with another part three of this and that'll probably close out season one and then we'll get on to more topics regarding uh, Demon Slayer. But uh, uh, that's it for today. So have a great night, great day, great afternoon. Whenever you listen to this, be safe. You know, don't do anything stupid and just have a super day, everyone. Have a great one, guys.